Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, April 14, 2022. A recently published report shows the exceptional results of the vaccination campaign in Italy. It refers to the period between December 27, 2020, the start date of the vaccination campaign, and January 31, 2022. 8 million cases of COVID, half a million hospitalizations in COVID wards and 55,000 in intensive care and 150,000 deaths have been avoided in Italy thanks to the vaccines. The distribution of avoided events was not homogeneous during the period studied in the first half of 2021 due to low vaccine coverage, the number of cases, hospitalizations and deaths avoided was limited. In the second half of last year, however, vaccination prevented more than half of the expected damage. In particular, the study shows that thanks to the vaccines have been avoided 7 deaths out of 10 in the population over 80 in Italy. These results increase exponentially from January 2022, characterized by the predominance of the Omicron variant, highly contagious but little harmful for those who have completed the vaccination cycle. In January 2022 alone, the vaccination campaign has allowed to avoid a total of 5.2 million cases of infection, 228,000 hospitalizations, 19,000 admissions to intensive care and 74,000 deaths. Another good news about COVID concerns the newly available drugs. <clears throat> Very soon, the Italians who risk ending up in the hospital for COVID will be able to treat themselves easily with one of the antiviral drugs available today, but without the bureaucracy and complications that have so far blocked its use. It'll be enough to have a prescription uh, from their family doctor and their box of pills can be retrieved immediately after in the pharmacy at home. Until now, after the report of your doctor, you had to obtain a prescription from the hospital specialist and then obtain the therapy from the reference center. A bureaucracy that had slowed down the use uh, down to just a few thousand treatments compared to 800,000 doses booked from Italy also because these antiviral drugs must be taken within five days. This is a revolution that can mark a change, of course, in the fight against COVID and the return to a more ordinary management of the health, uh, health emergency. There are two appointments regarding the war in Ukraine that reward the two Italians, one born and raised in Italy, the other an Italian-American born in Germany and raised between Rome and the United States. The first one is Rosario Aitala. He is an Italian judge appointed to the International Criminal Court in The Hague to follow the file on war crimes committed in Ukraine by the Russian military to decide whether Vladimir Putin can be tried by the UN International Tri Tribunal for the horrors of what Russia and its army are doing in Ukraine. The second one is General Christopher Cavoli, who will be the future head of NATO in Europe. Born to an, an, an Italian-American army officer during the Cold War in what was then West Germany, Cavoli grew up in Rome where he studied and lived throughout his elementary school years, learning Italian. <clears throat> he speaks five languages, including Russian. His parents reside in the Italian Dolomites uh, Mountains for, for much of the year, and he comes back to Rome uh, often. The publication of February Italian industrial production data collected before the start of the war in Ukraine shows that things were going good for our country back then. The war worsened the scenario and we'll have to wait for the next data to see how much. 
By the way, Italian industrial production having contracted 3.4 month on month in January, rebounded by a strong 4% in February in seasonally adjusted terms, doing much better than expected. But then came the war. The European recovery plan foresees for either numerous, numerous hirings in order to carry out the previewed plans. Since it is public money, the rules provide for the organization of public open competitions to select those to be hired. This, however, seems to bring various problems, especially in the South. After the first failure, a call for 2,800 officials but with just 821 hired for the implementation of the recovery plan in the southern regions, a few days ago there was another failure when the government put out a tender for 2,022 hirings in the regions of Abruzzo, Basilicata, Calabria, Campania, Molise, Puglia, Sardinia and Sicily. The number of participants was already low, 26,700 candidates. Among those who actually participated in the competition, the successful candidates in the written test were just 728, or 36% of the total. What could have discouraged the candidates was the fixed-term employment contract with a duration not exceeding 36 months and a salary not very high, but certainly not below what the market offers indeed for young professionals. <coughs> Meanwhile, there are many European funds still available, not spent by southern Italy because of course gone desert. This is why the government has decided to change method allowing Italian municipalities to enter into 1300 direct calls for the employment of professionals again for 36 months. This should allow them to seize the opportunity to spend the 40% of funds that the recovery plan reserves for southern Italy. In 2021, which proved to be a record year for the world of Italian wine, Bollicine, which means bubbles or rather sparking wine, usually white, play their part. Not only in that Italian northeast part of the UNESCO heritage the whole world looks at with envy, which produced the famous Prosecco, but also in that specific segment that goes by the name of Metodo Classico Italiano, which became the protagonist in the conquest of the large-scale retail trade channel. Metodo Classico Italiano is the official Italian term for the champagne method of producing sparkling wine, vine, wines, which undergo a second fermentation in the bottle from Italian vines such as Chardonnay, uh, Pinot Noir and Pinot Bianco. Finally, not to forget is Lambrusco from Emilia Romagna, the most popular red bollicine in the world, which on a personal note is the only one I drink, also because my father was from the very areas where Lambrusco is produced and my roots are there. The results uh, are these, uh, the 12 months of 2021 in the large-scale distribution channel recorded an increase in sales for the Italian public category of 18% in volume, 83 million liters, and 20% in value, uh, 635.7 million euros. Every year, the Ministry of Economy pub publishes the study that describes the incomes of Italians. Yesterday was released the one for 2020. <clears throat> the summary of these results is that in the year of the beginning of the pandemic in Italy have declined declared incomes and turnover that feeds the GDP. The country continued to be split between north and south and there were still very few who declared high incomes. Self-employed workers declared more than twice as much as employees and pensioners declared even lower incomes. Unfortunately, the forecasts say that this picture is destined to worsen in subsequent years when the effects of Covid on the Italian economy will be compounded by those of the war in Ukraine. The total overall income, income declared by Italians in 2020 amounts to over 865.1 billion euros 
minus 19.4 billion compared to the previous year for an average value of 21,570 euros, a drop of 1.1% compared to the average income indicated the previous year in the tax returns. The region with the highest overall average income is Lombardy, 25,330 euros, followed by the autonomous uh, province of Bolzano, 24,770, whilst Calabria has the lowest average income, 15,630 euros. The highest average 2020 income is from self-employment, equal to 52,980 euros, with the average income declared by employees is 20,720 euros. That declared by entrepreneurs who own small individual businesses is equal to 19,900 euros, while that of pensioners is equal to 18,650 euros. Only 4% of taxpayers in Italy declared more than 70,000 euros in 2020. As far as territorial distribution of turnover is concerned, the first two regions in terms of the number of taxpayers, Lombardy and Lazio, contribute around 46% of the total national turnover and both show a negative variation equal, uh, respectively, to minus 9.7% for Lombardy and minus 15.6% for Lazio while the most marked reduction in turnover is declared in Sardinia, minus 33.6%. Sardinia is a region where activities linked to tourism have an important share. Now, dear friends, it's all for now, it's all for, it's all for today. Next Monday is Easter Monday, or Pasquetta, as we call it here in Italy, and with Italian News we'll take a little break. I'll see you next Thursday, April 21. Uh, please have a peaceful, nice Easter, eat well and cook Italian dishes. Take care of yourself and stay safe. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italia News. Ciao from Rome and buona Pasqua.